one among you whom you do not recognize, a voice crying out in the desert. So many uh, in this last week before Christmas are busy about many things, but he who is the source and object of this entire uh, season often goes unrecognized, doesn't he? Um, But without Christ, it all becomes rather meaningless in the end. Nothing but a winter solstice, you know. So we, the Lord is crying out in the wilderness. The wilderness is the world that in some ways has lost its way and Christ is calling to make his path straight and straight into our hearts through this season that often reminds us of what we need and that cannot possibly fill us. The things that the world says Christmas is about end up invariably coming up short. Um, the, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but it got beginning to lose my memory, I think. But anyway, uh, some weeks ago, um, one of somebody who was famous, at least in my generation, David Cassidy, died. And, you know, the younger people here don't even probably know who he is. There was a list in this magazine I get of famous people that died of all kinds last year, and he wasn't even mentioned. Yet, at 24, he was bigger than the Beatles, you know. So when he died, somebody at the last Mass helped me remember who it was that, that, that testified to this. It was his daughter, he was somewhat estranged from, who was there at his bedside when he died. She said he, he looked up uh, as if he saw something at the moment of death, and he, his remark was, the last thing he said on this earth was, I've wasted so much time. And I think so that we won't waste our time, Christ clues us in as to what life is really all about in the, in the midst of all that we do in life, you know, happy and suffering and, and, and getting, getting along. We are here not to waste our time, but to know what life is about, to know where our destination is, to know we're not home yet. This, this whole issue of, of Christmas often reminds us as much of what we don't have as what we do, that, that, that there's a sense that, you know, that we've been had a little bit by the consumerism that in the end, you know, you get to the end of it all at the end of Christmas and one thinks, is that all there is? And the answer is no, it isn't. But if we bought the line that it's just a big party, then in the end we, we come to um, missing something. And the same is true with, with family. Uh, some of our family, many of us, have gone somewhere else. And so we, you have that poignancy of being around somebody we love or somebody maybe didn't get there when I worked for American Airlines. Um, we'd had any kind of weather incident. People wouldn't get home for Christmas. And it was very difficult for them. Uh, sometimes the presents wouldn't show up in the luggage. That was even more difficult for me. But anyway, uh, it helped a lot of people with that stuff. There's a, an interesting financial thing that others of you probably know a lot more about than I do. I just know how much it went up. Is Bitcoin. I, that started out to be a, something for people trying to hide money, and it's just gone through the roof. And the debate is, is it a bubble or is it a new paradigm? Or I don't know. I don't care. Um, my philosophy of investing is buy high and sell low, and I've followed that religiously all my life. <laughs> so you can see I'm in the right vocation. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, of course, I, I don't know if anybody here got in on the ground floor when it was $1,000. If you did, please see me after Mass. We, 
<laughs> Paris wants to get alone. But anyway, everybody wants to pile onto this thing, even though it's probably going to go down. I'm sure it will. It's like a tulip uh, bubble or something. But, but we all want, you know, everybody wants to get in on that. If I was giving away Bitcoin at $1,000 a pop, we'd have a line all the, way to, all the way to South Salem in here today. But Christ's offer doesn't look valuable right now. Um, it, it's kind of the same as, this is a story I've told a couple of times, but it still strikes me very poignant. We flew into Amsterdam on the pilgrimage where we went to Northern Europe, which is a really fascinating city. And the, coming out that next morning, by some odd reason, there was this enormous line going all the way around a long block, came back around the other side. I went over to investigate, jet lagged and all, and it was, of course, they were all in line to get the iPhone 7, which, fortunately, mine had arrived two days earlier, So, because the U.S. got it earlier. I got it because my phone company gave me $650 for my previous phone, so that was good. But, um, of course, everybody wants something new now. The, the thrill didn't last very long, did it? Because nothing ever does. We're eternal beings in a temporal world. This world was never designed to be permanent. We were designed to know that definitively and to know what this life is about, testing, purifying, uh, establishing our place in heaven, growing in love for God, being able to speak with him face to face, knowing that there is a God, knowing the purpose of life. And all of that was lost somehow in our history. And so here we are, and God testifies to the light we are on pilgrimage to a God, oddly enough, the way the world celebrates this, these four weeks, especially the 25th, yet the one under the tree, if you happen to have him under there, is in a cave uh, laid in a feeding trough, you know, uh, very different than the way we live. Christ uh, offers that to us. I'm losing my mind here. I actually have notes here. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. He'd pray for me. <laughs> um, I had a, an interesting conversation with someone who uh, I worked with three decades ago in the lost luggage department, and she went on, well, they closed the office we were working in, and she went on to be a flight attendant for about 20 years after being an agent and made a sacrifice of losing her seniority to do that, which is a big deal. And I, I went up to seminary, but we, we kept in touch all these years, and she called about a year ago and said my, her father was very ill, and would I pray for him? She said, you're kind of the priest of the airline. <laughs> they need one. <laughs> Needed one. I made, a big, I made a big song and dance when I left there. I figured I'll get some mileage out of this, so a lot of them remember this, but anyway, this, she's been a friend, and she called last week. To, she said that her father had died. She was very upset about it ask about the church's funeral practices because she's Catholic and didn't know about cremation. You know, 20 years ago it wasn't permitted and now it is. So I, I filled her in on, on that and then she said, well, you know, I visited dad three or four times a week, but when the end was coming, I prayed to God, but I didn't get there in time. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Some of you have had that experience. And I have too. Uh, she said, you know, Christmas is going to be a little different this year. And you know, there's that poignancy, as, especially as we get older, about Christmas, that we belong to the family of Christ, and some of, please God, some of the people we loved are with him, 
And so we have that connection of family, present, future, and, and the ones that have, are still with us but not here. And, so, and that's by design, I think. That's what makes Christmas special. This is why people uh, at the airline, going back to that, were so very put out when they couldn't get home because of weather or, or whatever. You know, there's just that sense that that's what matters. When we're young, Christmas is about us and what we get. When we get older, if we're mature at all, it's about giving happiness to someone else. That's what makes us happy, you know, to see somebody else. That's why the the giving tree is such a cool thing, because the people that gave to that don't even know who received it, you know. But there's a joy in that, that of a really and truly selfless gift. Uh, The thing I was going to mention was that somebody here at this parish put something on Facebook, and God knows I don't have much time to look at that these two weeks, but... But for some reason, I, I did get in there and see this. And I'm not picking on this store because I, I like to shop there, but not in December. The person was at Costco, and they, they went there to pick up nothing but a jar of vanilla, I mean a bottle of vanilla. And they, they, they took a picture of the line, <laughs> and it was halfway to the chickens. <laughs> and and she, the caption was... Uh, <laughs> Can you believe this? I, I wrote back and I said, that was so not worth it. <laughs> you know, the, the thing was, where's the quick check in this place? But, you know, and the, the look on everybody's faces is one of endurance, looking for the good life and enduring the means to get there. But we are called, you know, to not waste our time. You know, we have, we, let's face it, we're renters. We're all renters. We're only here for a while. In a few years, someone else will be in your home uh, here on earth. But we are building one in heaven, as the nuns used to say when I was young. Uh, what, what building materials are you sending up? This home that Christ is building, it's interesting to think about it. He's being a construction worker by trade when he was here. He wants to build us a custom home that exactly fits us. And it, it is a reflection of the life we've lived. If we thought about that, we'd have so much joy in thinking about that retirement that lasts forever and that home which is so much better than anything one could conceive of. What's on the walls? What are the highlights of your life? Uh, one imagines a living picture of the, of the things that mattered the most, and it will probably be very different than what we think. It's these small things that made a difference in someone's life and these things, like my friend from 30 years ago, that meant a lot to her, that I prayed for her data, didn't think about it. And Christ will point out what our mission was, and it, it's always for others. It's not for ourselves. A life lived selfishly is a lost life. It's a waste of time. And Christ wants to save us from that. So we, we rejoice, you know, in the third week of Advent. It can be hard to rejoice this week, I think, for a lot of us, but... Christ calls us to rejoice in all circumstances because he makes the path straight, slowly, and the things that we may lack in these couple of weeks are things that Christ calls us forward. You're not home. Don't get too distracted by the journey. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is me. Um, I'm the one everybody seems to miss, the one who is among you that you that many do not recognize. I'm right here, but the life is to... to um, is mostly to find him, isn't it, in our faith, in others, in Christmas, and in life.